Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dusso. What's up, everybody? I wanted to hop on today because after I got off work, when I was walking out, I overheard a conversation. And there was two guys. How's it going, man? Well, pretty good. Just got custody of my kid. You've been wanting that, right? Yeah, I have custody of my oldest, but now I have custody of you both. See, that's what I like to hear, people. That person probably thought every day about gaining custody of, custody of his kid. He set his mind to it and took action. And it just, it was like a win, you know? Like, that... It's just super refreshing to hear about somebody else go after something they've been wanting to accomplish and actually succeeding it. Something that's really important in general and in their life, especially, you know, a father getting custody of his kid and seem like, you know, he's a good dude, so... I wish the best for them. And it just kind of reminded me of myself, you know, like working hard to be a good parent. And I would like to think everyone wants to be a good parent and we want them to be a good parent. And, you know, there's times where we're, we may be in doubt or kind of like not feeling like we're not being enough as a parent but you know when you do see those little nuggets of milestones and you're like yeah you know what maybe I am doing something half right as you hear my kids in the background (laughs) um yeah so it reminded me just like really working hard for my kids you know like it, it just feels good. It's hard work to go pick them up and, like, after a long day of work, drive home, hang out, dinner, baths, getting ready for nighttime. And it's just it's a lot of driving after a grueling day of work. And it's just like some days I just wish it was easier. But guess what? That's not my life. So I don't have a choice. My choices are be a parent. (laughs) So you know what? I own it. And I don't think twice. I do. I don't try to push it off. I don't try to, like, not be a dad, you know? It's just not in my blood. And... I'm telling you, in the long run, these kids are awesome. Like, they're so smart. They're happy. They get along for the most part. And, you know, I have faith that they're going to grow up to be really good people. And they're going to blow my mind. They already do every day. They are their own person. They're not me. And I keep that in my mind. And... Yeah, they're just super awesome, for sure. And it's my daughter's 
birthday in a couple days. We're going to be doing a shh, we're going to be doing a Power Ranger birthday party. Yeah, she's into that. That's crazy. That's what I was into growing up. So weird, surreal. <laughs> so yeah, uh that person had a mindset and you, when you have a mindset this well Hold on a second. I got to get my kids. Asher, Edie, we want to get on the podcast show on the microphone and headphones. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yo, Asher and Edie, do you want to be on the podcast? You want to be on the microphone? Come on. Come on down. Jeez, how loud do I have to yell? Holy smokes. Ugh. These kids, I swear. Yo, 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 dogs. Alright, so that microphone's yours. That headphone's yours. Those headphones on the ground are yours, Asher. On the ground. See? Look on the ground. Alright. Cool. Alright, I'm going to get back to the show if that's cool with you. The microphone's over there. All right. Let's continue this. All right, I'm going to do a show, so you got to, like, be semi-okay quiet. You need help? All right, I'm going to put them on. Ready? Ready. There. Oh, yeah. Let me put them on. There you go. Cool. All right, we golden. All right, so mindset is what we're talking about being driven with mindset so mindset is when you're determined right like (laughs) mindset is when you're determined and when you're determined you kind of like it's kind of kind of hard to really like deter your mind away from it so Guys, please. Edie, not so loud, please. Okay? Please don't yell. Okay? Thank you. All right, so I'm talking about mindset. Right, Edie? Mindset. So when you have your mindset, like you want to watch Power Rangers, right? Your mindset's on Power Rangers. So let's, let's, t- let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that. So... When you want to watch Power Rangers, what do you do? You bug and daddy, right? Even though we just walk in the door, we just walk in the door, and you go, Power Rangers? I'm like, have a whole arm of groceries in each arm. It got yogurt in there, and waffles, and chicken nuggets. Yeah, all those stuff got to go in the freezer, a fridge. But you're bugging me. I'm like, hold on. And then you bug me again. And bug me again. Guess what? That is mindset. That is persistence. Mindset and persistence, right? To watch Power Rangers. So, you can implement that into something. Yeah, why don't you tell everyone? Here, come here. Tell everyone. Yes, that's 
how persistent you are. And when you have something bigger in life to go after, you have to have that persistence, right? Just like the Power Rangers TV show. Yeah. So do you want to watch Power Rangers or do you want to stay on the podcast? Are you sure? All right, so I'm going to pause it and then I'll set that up, okay? All right, say say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Asher, say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, I'm back. With uh, mindset, I would start with small things. So depending on what you want to do right now, my mindset is on making better choices. So, you know, I have beer in the fridge, I got wine in the cabinet, and I don't choose those. I've even reached for them, and I'm like, I'm going to have a drink, and I'm like, nah, the better choice right now is not to do it, because I'm just doing, I'm just grabbing it to, you know, I am grabbing it to have enjoyment out of it, but, you know, it's kind of like I'm doing it just out of impulse, so not like so much as in a planned enjoyment, you know? So I'm trying to keep it more planned, so I'm doing fantastic at that. And then that's moving on to foods now, like at work, we have restaurants that come visit and we can order from them and you know I already packed lunch and there's this like tortilla chips and queso and like ooh it sounds good and I can get some chose not to do that um caffeine intake limiting to trying to limit to two cups of coffee a day usually I'm good sometimes I'm not um yeah it's better choices you know and once you start overcoming little ones and you start replacing those and you start making a little bit better choice and then start those start leading to what the old choices led to, but like in a longer and even better enjoyment out of it. So like meditation, you know, I trust me, I love beer. It's great, but like after meditating, I feel whole, and I I know for sure. Trust me, I've worked on myself a ton, and I know what I have to do. We all know what we have to do for the most part. We just have to do it, and I have the toolkit. I've done it before, and I know I need to get back on track with meditation and. I've been doing it and it's been feeling great and I'm getting I'm sharpening that skill again and there's some goals I want to achieve with meditation some new goals and it's kind of hard to do that when I'm always reaching for worse choices all the time you know every once in a while you know have a once a week or like you know once a month whatever you want to choose and mine's probably be once a week and yeah just uh not every day you know starting starting to make better choices and 
starts to leave, lead to a better lifestyle. And we all know that, right? It's just, we got to do it. Uh, I want to talk about happy, happiness versus fulfillment. Happiness can be anything, for, for example, from getting drunk, playing a game, chasing sex. But these moments are extremely fleeting and go away the very next day. And it doesn't leave you feeling great the next day. So you become addicted and want it more. So to get that enjoyment like I was talking about. So you do it again the next day. That way you keep having a happy life. Like I just want to live in the now and be happy. Great. What makes you happy? You know, you're not hurting anyone. But like, how do you feel? You have to keep chasing it that happiness to get more of it and all of a sudden you need more and more and it kind of becomes dull so fulfillment is when you accomplish something and you feel great weeks and months later it's more satisfying and a lot of times it leads to something else and you have this sense of, yeah, accomplishment. You're so proud of this. It's something that you can revert back to later in life. The immediate pleasures drown out the pain. And then something last, longer lasting and meaningful is something you can share with your friends and family and coworkers, acquaintances, your kids. You can put out there for the universe to see and it can inspire others you know drinking like I said love drinking love beer but it doesn't inspire other people it doesn't fulfill me you know I'm making I don't think I ever mentioned this on here I'm making mead that's like a honey wine and that's fulfillment like that's awesome it's like a little baby you know where it's like we had to make it together and like that's an experience and get to talk about it and then get to taste it and then we get to see the progress and at the end when it's finally finished we get to tell everyone here taste this and this is what we made and this is how we did it like that's fulfilling versus having a beer just because to watch a, a Netflix show or like, you know, I get it. You want to relax after work. Trust me, I get it. I work in a factory. And there are great experiences while having a beer. And, you know, you connect with people. And, you know, I understand. But when we're chasing that all the time, that's when it becomes, like, dull and, like, not fulfilling. That's just, you know, an example. And this separates people who can control their emotions and make something great versus somebody who will never be able to rise to the occasion because they need that immediate payoff. And that's a society we're in. We've always been in that society, but now we're in like a 10-second payoff society. So it's kind of rough, you know? So it's kind of hard to change your mindset from 10 seconds, you know, creating a 10-second content versus 
making a podcast and keeping it going for two years. Like, that's fulfilling for me. Getting a guest this coming week that is a big guest and I'm super excited about. That's, like, awesome. I get to cherish that. I get to tell people about that. And it's on the podcast people can listen to. I can go listen to and go remember that and just connect with someone new. And who knows where that leads to. It could be leads to more guests or maybe I get to learn something and I get to go research that and it fits in my book and who knows. But getting to meet new people and get to listen to them and learn about them is fascinating to me. And that's not an immediate payoff. I have to really hone my listening skills, really communicate, really be open, really be human. Ooh, I have to be what I am for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, so the this, uh, you know, this fulfillment and happiness and immediate payoff and, like, drive and everything lead, led me to a word and it's Greek and let's see if I can pronounce it right it, it is Greek and it is called eudaimonia that's it yep eudaimonia and according to philosophyterms.com eudaimonia is often translated as happiness but it's a bit misleading Eudaimonia comes from two Greek words, you, good, daemon, soul, or self. And it seems to be a difficult word to translate to English. So, so a good soul or a good self. In Greek philosophy, eudaimonia means achieving the best conditions possible for a human being in every sense, not only happiness, but also virtue, mortality, or not mortality, morality, in a meaningful life. It was the ultimate goal of philosophy to become better people, to fulfill our unique, our unique potential as human beings. Aristotle wrote about this idea the most, and it was important to many Greek philosophers from Socrates, the father of Greek philosophy, through the Stoicism, a late Greek philosophy. You can achieve eudaimonia, Aristotle argued, by working hard, cultivating your virtues, and excelling at whatever tasks, nature, and circumstances come to you. However, Aristotle also wrote that living in the right kind of place and balancing your activities with wisdom are essential to achieving eudaimonium as well. Example, if you're a parent, you should excel at raising your children. If you're a doctor, you should excel at healing people. And if you're a philosopher, you should excel at gaining knowledge and wisdom and teaching. Of course, each person plays many roles in life and should excel all of these and to achieve eudaimonia. Aristotle argued that in addition to our specific roles, parent, doctor, philosopher, all human beings share a purpose. One thing we all do that makes us human in order to achieve true eudaimonia you have to excel at this as well, being a moral person, controlling your emotions, and exercising reason. Because Aristotle argued 
These are the most advanced and unique human abilities. So instead of happiness, eudaimonia could be translated as fulfillment, living a good moral life, human flourishing, and moral or spiritual success. So yeah, eudaimonia. Um, so, you know, I, I talk about this and I'm not trying to say you got to be this perfect person that you should always do good in like La La Land and fantasy and, you know, Wizard of Oz, like, you know, like all this good stuff, you know, you don't, I'm not trying to say what you're doing is wrong and you're a bad person. We're all human. We all have the same emotions. Just on different spectrums. We're all... We all have bad tendencies. We all have envy. We all have narcissism, greed, grandiosity, arrogance, anger. We all have joy intelligence, empathy, content, extreme excitement, love. We all have these, some more than others. Some we just, we just let eat at us and we just let it consume us and we do nothing about it. And it just goes back to like that immediate payoff like grabbing that beer, like, just, it's easy, I enjoy it, so I do it, because it makes me feel good, goes back to that, so if you have any emotion that does that, of course you're going to do it, and of course you could be raised and learn it from people, it could be in your genes, but you can utilize that to a skill, you know, if you're angry, Maybe you're good at sports or you're exercising or, you know, you go out and hike and, or, I don't know, you're a rapper or a poet or an entertainer, you know? You, you, you hone your skills and you make an outlet. That's what I did as a kid. I had all these emotions, didn't know what to do with it, played music. It was the right time and the right place. Now is my outlet. And it led to a whole bunch of things, and that's why I'm doing this now. And wouldn't have done that if I just chased a instant payoff all the time. So yeah, we have all these emotions, and I'm not saying you're bad. But I'm saying to recognize these emotions that you have, recognize what you do, your actions. You're, we're all going to do immediate payoffs, all of us. You think Socrates and Aristotle didn't have a little enjoyment from time to time? You didn't think they chased girls? You didn't think they drank? I'm willing to bet they did. But they didn't let it consume them. They 
wanted fulfillment. They had this just like thing inside them that just needed to pour out. It's crying to get out. And they can listen to it. They can listen to that voice and go, hey man, I hear you. Let's let you out. So also when he when uh, Aristotle says about balancing your activities and being in the, living in the right place like I kind of I kind of believe that like like I said earlier like we're all we all do stuff Aristotle drank girls you know or guys I don't I wasn't there and yeah balance that's key the yin yang I talk about this all the time I do this. It's all about the balance. It's what kind of balance do you want? What kind of balance do you want to live? What things are outside your moral compass? What things are outside your boundaries? What things do you want to achieve in life? And what serves and what does not serve that purpose? You know? So... The where you live is kind of important, you know, like who you're around, the five people you're around the most, you are the average of those five people. So, you know, take a look who are you around most and what what do you see that connects in your lives, you know, and you can utilize. This is why I have guests, because like I like to, you know, change it up and my friends group where we push each other you know everyone in my life i would like to say has a commonality of just want to do something with their life just something you know something they're kind of proud of you know like kind of like you know my life ain't much but like i'm proud of it you know, that's how I feel like, yeah, I'm not famous. I'm not making the big bucks with all this, but I'm proud of it. And I, I feel like that's the most important aspect of anything you do. You should do it regardless of popularity, fame and money. You should do it because it makes you feel good. It is you. It, you embody it. So I feel like everyone that's close in my life, I feel like that is something we all share. So that's the balance. So where you live, like, maybe you have to work on that. You know, if you have to work on it, like, put that in your mindset. And, like, see, like, what you can do about it. All right. Also, I wanted to talk about more of the things I talked about earlier. So about, well, I didn't talk about this, but nihilism. Talk about envy, narcissism, dark side, nice versus kind. So I'll start with nihilism. We talked about this before. Nihilism is, like, you know, nothing matters because, you know, everything ceases to exist. 
and everyone wants everything for themselves. They don't care about no one, and I'm going to do me and only do my life, and I'm only going to do stuff that caters towards me because that's what everyone else does. And we all have this extreme sense of self that, you know, why aren't they texting me? Why aren't they thinking about me? Why do they never include me? Why do why did I not get the raise? Why did I not get that job position? Why did I not get picked for the team? Why not me? Because they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves, right? We all do that. Until you meet an, someone and you connect, you thoroughly connect, and then you start to think about yourself a little less when you're in the conversation and you're not waiting about for your turn to talk and you're thinking while they're talking what you're going to say next. But if you're actually in a conversation, open and in the present, you're kind of not thinking about yourself. And you can catch glimpses of this, like even at work or you're working on your house or doing chores. You're kind of in this state, maybe music's on, and you're just like not really thinking, especially not yourself. You're not like scrubbing the floor like, man, I'm so good at scrubbing these floors. You're kind of like in the zone, you know? That's a, a glimpse an easy explanation of a glimpse of selflessness, you know? So we don't always think about ourselves. But nihilism is like kind of like that, though, where, you know, see the world as is, and you should see the world as it is. And I've been in that state, and it's kind of like a, it's in the, the cycle. You know, it happens. You know, you, you think of the matrix, the red pill and the blue pill. You know, you take the red pill and you want to see the world as is. Take the blue pill and you want to go back to, you know, letting the world run you and dictate who you are by propaganda and um, manipulation and the media and the government, you know, society. That's the blue pill. Take the red pill, and you're like, whoa, everything's a propaganda. Everything. I search blenders on Google, and then all of a sudden, Facebook has blenders. Top 10 blenders. You can't get rid of it. It's probably going to do that for me now since I mentioned it. You're like, wow, this red pill sucks. I want to go back to the blue pill, but I can't. I can't undo it. And now... I kind of feel depressed. That's nihilism. But you can get past it. It's like, yeah, I see the world as it is, but what if I now get to start enjoying what I actually enjoy instead of letting the world tell me what to enjoy? That's kind of where you should lead, in my personal opinion. All right, envy. Envy is taking something from someone. It's jealousy, but you want them not to have it, and you want it. You want to steal it. Like a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know, that person. You want to steal them because you like them, and they can't have them. 
or a job position. You want to get some sabotage a job position so you can get it, or at least they don't get it. That's enough. Or like a one upper, you know, you you get something and someone one ups you. Or the, you talk about something that you accomplished and you t- you know you're super proud of it and kind of vulnerable and they just go and talk about something that they did or talk about some someone they know did the same thing you know someone they don't even ever talk to you know just to put you down so they make themselves feel a little better and you know we can catch this in inside you know we can feel it. Some people just let it control them, and oh, that's some dangerous stuff. Uh, narcissism. Uh, that is, you know, more towards what I was talking about with nihilism, sort of. But you can be narcissist with a blue pill mentality, you know. So, oh, good luck with that. And, uh, you know, narcissists uses everything as a tool to better their means to everything is a means to an end and it's an extension of them and they will do anything possible to get what they want by ruling (laughs) ruining relationships sabotaging their jobs their reputations and they're gonna have to go and make new relationships and you can't catch them in the beginning because they're very charming, very nice, seem empathic, but you know a little good to be true. And you start seeing these habits every once in a while, and it's like, whoa, do they actually even like see me, notice me? Do they even remember anything I've ever said? Do they like? Do they ever, they don't contribute to the relationship. They don't. They only want me when they need something, you know? So, I mean, we get that from time to time, you know. We get narcissists, like, you know, when someone has stuff and we don't, and, like, we're like, or you always want to talk about stuff, you know, always want to talk about you, and you kind of, like, get caught up in that and I mean I get it and you know it's tough you can get out of it you know it takes a lot of work Uh, you gotta like I said you gotta hone those emotions into something else you know painting or like you know deep work ethics you know just channel that but you got to accept yourself, who you are, and these emotions you have. And, like, you have to accept and adapt. And that's tough to do. People are scared to accept who they are. Especially when people tell you who you are. And you're like, yeah, I'm not that. But then everyone tells you that. There's a common denominator. Maybe you're that. Um, The dark side. <sighs> no. Not Star Wars, but Star Wars. <laughs> we all have a dark side, and the dark side comes out from time to time. And you know, this could be random uh, ghost fragments that come out 
that were from the child your childhood maybe you learned it from your parents maybe your parents didn't you give didn't give you this so it's a cry for help and it's just like come keeps popping up because you never solved that you never worked it out you never notice it you never accept it and you just go oh, that's not me uh, i don't know what something came over me um i was you know stressed out uh anxiety um angry uh you know emotions or you know whatever you know, always an excuse and uh it's just something that happens you know something we have to be aware of like all right maybe next time i'm not going to be so much as that i'm going to work on it you know i'm not perfect it may take a long time and you know maybe next time i can go at it a different way and like feel it when it's in you and like notice it and study it and see what you can do about it it's 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 tough because you know you don't realize you're doing it until people start noticing and you start seeing it in other people and when you start seeing it in other people you have to understand that you too have that so have acceptance and when you notice it in other others try to notice it in you and times you've done that and notice that you know everyone has their mask on when they take their mask off the dark side start coming up coming up you know you know they maybe let's see maybe they're passive aggressive or snarky or maybe they hmm what's not some other stuff on the dark side maybe they like criticize you know because they feel threatened or you know or maybe they're like oh i wish i could have that it must be nice you know instead of you know celebrating someone else you know there's, it, there's a lot of different stuff but with this dark side try not to let it consume you try to understand it try to be the parent of this dark side nice versus kind so there two different things nice is more like being nice so others like you being nice cuz everything else is nice you know everyone's going to be in a good mood when everything's going right being kind is more like doing the right thing not putting on this nice face it's being kind is when someone is insulting you uh someone is insulting someone else you're like hey man we were get, we get along but i can't let you do this to me this is not my thing i do not i do not accept what you're doing to me right now and either we can handle this or we can go our separate ways you know just standing up to people you know standing up for what's right doesn't mean you have to be nice and like smile and have this 
smiling grin where underneath you're like fuming. No, it's like you 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 stand up for yourself. You're kind because you're gentle, but you're like a gentle warrior. You know? So you don't have to be an overbearing tyrant to, to succeed, but you have to be willing to battle an overbearing tyrant to succeed. So that is that standing up. So you don't have to be this corporate monger, but you have to stand up to them. You don't have to be the D-bag, but you have to stand up to them. You don't have to be this raging a-hole. But you have to stand up to them. A lot of people don't. That's why they get away with it. Be kind. But when, in time, when the time comes, you're ready. Napoleon Bonaparte said, Have an iron fist, but wear a velvet glove. This means that you appear kind. And in actuality, you are. But you are a force not to be afraid of. No, you are a force, but you're not afraid to use your power. So, you're, you have to be reasonable. You know, you're a reasonable person. You can talk things out. But when your well-being is threatened, your morality your moral compass, your what you stand for is threatened. And, you know, they have the audacity to come at you with a threat. You have to eliminate that threat. You have to make them stand down. Because they're doing it not out of being nice definitely not being kind they're doing it because maybe they're jealous maybe they're envious maybe they just nothing goes right for them and something's going right for you they can't have that maybe they're going through a whole bunch of problems no man loses any other life than this which he now lives nor lives any other than this which he now loses. The longest and shortest are thus brought to the same, for the present is the same to all, though that which perishes is not the same. And so that which is lost appears to be mere moment, for a man cannot lose either the past or the future, for what a man has not how can anyone take this from him? These two things then thou must bear in mind. The one, that all things from eternity are of like forms and come round in a circle, and that it makes no difference whether a man shall see the same things during a hundred years or two hundred or an infinite time. The second, that the longest liver and he who will die soonest lose just the same. For the present is the only thing of which a man can be deprived. If it is true that this is the only thing which he has, 
and that a man cannot lose a thing if he has it not. So the only thing you can lose is your presence. And if you keep living in the past, that means your past is your present, and that means you're not in your present. It means you keep reliving in the past time and time again, every time you wake up, every time you go to bed, every time you're working and you're thinking about it. Everywhere you look, it reminds you of your past. Running away, and it keeps chasing you. You can never run away from something because it's within you. What you can do is take little steps with your mindset and start trying to be in the present. Start trying. That's all we have to do is try. All right, people. I'll see you next time.